that bell, Monus. All he wants is for me to hit the bell, DK. I, I'll tell him later that we were live the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> he wants you to hit the bell, people. <laughs> they do. He wants you to hit the bell. They want me to hit the bell, DK. That's all I care about is hit that friggin' bell, man. It's like everybody's got such a one-track mind around here, you know? <laughs> it's it it's is. just all about the bell, you hit know? Hit the bell post-holiday, as Teresa just said. DK, are you ready for this, man? I'm I'm getting ready here. I'm Get getting ready. ready. All right, I'm ready now. You ready now? All, all right, right, let me I'm make sure now. the yeah. bell is in good bell ring and standings. You ready? <laughs> okay. Say go. If you're new to this program, this is the Ramon Foster Show. Mm-hmm. Ramon, he, an upstanding citizen of NFL season, of 11 NFL seasons with the yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers. If you're new to Ramon, look, I just pointed the wrong direction. Ramon. <laughs> that uh, way. If, if you're new to our channel, DK Pittsburgh Sports, just hit the likes and subscribes and joins and all that other stuff, and you'll get all kinds of fun, exclusive emojis to deal with you'll get perks on the deals yeah uh as being part of our little our little family here at the big big grown-ups table not the yeah. uncle table i know we got an uncle right now criticizing my bell i heard it was a little off man i heard it it's from my guy vegas tjg man it's like my my bell has a cold so you know what i'm gonna ring it again dk there it is man there there clear it. <clears throat> just needed to clear his throat a little bit that's all it was i am hoping that everyone had both uh, a good fun enjoyable and safe yeah, yeah. safe memorial mm-hmm. day weekend how was yours mo Mine was good, man. Mine was real good. I got some much-needed rest, DK. It seemed like both of us be on that same wavelength of just like, a lot of work, a lot of work, a lot of work. You know what? Something's coming up where we can't do the show. Both of us was in that same situation, DK. You were on a plane, and I was just out of it. Just like, you know what? I needed this break, too. I needed this break, too. Yeah, I didn't get one. I went out to Seattle to cover baseball. And then came back on Memorial Day uh, mm-hmm. yesterday, got back last night. And ever since then, I've been looking forward to this. I'm not going to lie here. There's, there's, I've said this before. This show is something of an equilibrium for me. Hey. All the stress and, and that other stuff, you know? Appreciate that, man. Speaking of stress, DK, there's a topic that came across. And I'm sure you saw it, too. Mm-hmm. And we're getting a little bit of this in our uh, comment section right now, too. Speaking of bells, did you see what our guy, Mr. Bell, had to say this past weekend? He did. Did you see my response to it? I missed. Oh, I did. I did see that. <laughs> I, I did. So. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell showed a, a play. He was diagramming a play that was near the goal line. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a play in which he's running right up Alejandro Villanueva's back, but then yeah. he stops. He does mm-hmm. that Lev thing. He hesitates, and then he goes just to Al's right mm-hmm. and scampers into the end zone. And what did I point out? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you pointed out the way I was able to mush the the hole wide open and 
boom, make it happen, man. Which is yeah. kind of what that play was all yeah. about. Yeah. And I was just looking for him to mention that. That's all. <laughs> you know, just throwing, hey, by the way, did you see 73 move an entire mass of humanity off yeah. to the right? Yeah, man, that was a part of it, man. I will say this. He allowed us to to create those lanes. I got to give it to him. He was right on a few things. Like, not a lot of people can run the way he did. Like, That's he true. created the pathways in which he wanted to run while being patient. I remember we had a couple guys behind him trying to emulate him a little bit, be like, hey, maybe I should have coach. Coach had to tell him, this ain't for y'all. Run your style of ball and you're gonna be fine. But it was very unique to and there's something else too, DK said uh that that I, I wanted to touch on too, just real lightly, just to go there real second. Mm -hmm. He spoke about his pregame regiments. Did you see that one too this I weekend? Saw that as well. And I think it's fair to discuss because the league then is way different than it is now. Would you agree? Yes. It's way different when it comes to marijuana use and consumption and testing and suspensions and coping and stuff like that. There's so much more information out there that uh, has enabled the NFL to understand what the actual issues is or what it can actually help. Le'Veon decided to say, and, you know, I believe him. I'll just throw it out. He said it. I believe it. I don't even think it was a hot take. I've known guys. Go ahead. Before games. Yeah, before games. Yeah. I've known guys even in high school, DK, that have been able to say they have sparked before playing games. This is, you know, like this is a different world to me, right, as far as that goes. And I was just like, one, I don't see how you can do it. I'd be out of my mind trying to function in situations like that. But people are, are wired differently, right? DK has some things that coffee yeah, do for you. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. There's some things that coffee do for you, right, that it won't do for other people. Correct. This is true. This is you, true. You, like there's certain thing that music does for me that it just won't move other people. Some people need total silence. Uh, Le'Veon and his his pregame spark is what we'll call this. Okay, um, whether it's justified or not, whether it you know uh, took away from us or gave to us is yet to be known when it is all broken down. But this is where I, I stood on it too, man. Was this? I think it's fair for him to have gotten to that point to where like whoo. I need to calm my nerves. Like, I play a position that's really hard. But this is where I also kind of say this, too. I don't I know for a fact it wasn't happening in the locker room. If it was also herbal, meaning combusted and smoke, we have to be at the stadium two hours beforehand, right? In that time, players get in the hot tub. They go warm up. They hydrate. They run around. They do pregame. They're they, nervous as hell. They're nervous as heck. I say all that to say, if he did do it before he came to the stadium, and I love to know, I might end up hitting him up on social media about this. If he did, by the time the actual game started, I think he may have been, been at zero. That, as far as like his, if he was high or not, okay? Um, and I think that's that, that goes without saying, or if people didn't understand how it worked in a sense. I think it's like a two-hour, maybe like liftoff that you're on. Mm -hmm. from my understanding. And I honestly think that he was probably at zero by the time the game started. I don't think that enhanced his vision. I don't think that helped him run even more or be more patient or that actually made his running style slow down. I love for him to go in depth about what and why he did it. You know what I'm saying? But I just want to speak on it because I was blocking for the guy. And truth be told, I would have never thought it. Would have never thought it. Yeah, you also don't know if he's telling the truth. 
Well, let's let's be real here. That's fair too. Okay, that's that, there's there's a lot of people that when you put a microphone in front of them and they're trying to call attention to themselves in this podcasting era, mm-hmm. who are who are just going to say whatever. Uh, yeah, Lev has been known to do that. So whether look whether it's there or it's not or whatever else here, you're going to see most of the discussion, including right here in our comment section, is about rules. Yeah. Albie Quirky says rules are meant to be broken to be challenged. Uh, Jacob says, rules are rules, no excuses. I got to tell you that where I'm concerned, yeah, and this applies to Martavis too, the rule was the thing. It wasn't whether or not it was right what he was doing. It's not whether or not he was right to be high or stoned or doing weed or whatever. It was that the NFL and the Steelers had a rule. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a team rule. It's a league rule. And if you break it, you're subject to the same yeah. issues yeah. as if you, you as if you sleep in through a practice. Yep. You know, 100%. or whatever. It's, it's the same thing. Whether the rule is dumb or not isn't in the equation. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. That's where they also get you in a detrimental to team, you know, type of fines and situations like that. And you're right. The, the this way different now than what uh <laughs> <laughs> These hey, come on, that's really good. Michael says, I'm sure we thought he was hesitating when it was really him just being high and time slowed down for him. You know what, man? Whatever works. Yeah, that's, that's good, man. I, I will slide on that side. I do think there was some truth to it, but I also believe he came down to zero by the actual time game started. I can't see him being red eyes, lethargic by the time kickoff happens because that's a smidge too dangerous to me. And, uh, of of course, guys are just different, though, DK. But this is also the point to be made, too. When we speak about that versus what uh, Martavis had, like this is the, the, the real pro tip around what happens. Every player knows when testing starts. I'm going to give you, I'm going to ask the quiz real quick. When do you think testing starts? It really runs coherent with like a day, coherent with a day, 420. That's when we're, that's when we're, that's when testing starts. April 20th, Earth Day. Stop a month, maybe two weeks before then. If you get tested during that time period, boom, bam, you're good for the rest of the year. No more street drug testing. That's the pro tip. That's the reason you hear people say, if you fail this test, you're an idiot. Because you know when to stop, you know when it goes. And this is the other portion of it, too, for me. Uh, what, 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 this isn't a, you know, a tis tis look at this generation of players. DK, we had a generation of football players that were named the Cocaine Cowboys. <laughs> you know, yes, that is accurate. You know what I'm saying? So as, as much as he said, there's been much more done uh, in the NFL and still and will be and 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 for years to come, whether it's something illegal or another vice that's now uh, sweeping the NFL by airwaves too, and that's uh, gambling, DK. Mm-hmm. Good stuff here from Eric Shula, who says, hey, Moe and Bell also called you out as his guy it's facts, on the man. show. That's fine. You can do that, but I wanted to see it on that play diagram. He made it sound <laughs> like it was all him. There's yeah. a... There's a there's a Moses parting the Red Sea there. And Moses happens to be wearing a seven and a three on his back, and, and he he. I mean, look, Lev makes a nice adjustment. Yeah, it was he beautiful. was right what he said. Almost any other running back just plows into the LT. That's so fair. Okay, he didn't. That's to his credit or the pot's credit, whatever yeah. it is. 
but what was happening to his right probably should have gotten at least a, hey, nice block by Moan there. <laughs> you know what, though, man? In a position that's so uh, uh, beat down, I guess, running backs, that's my dude. I'm going to give that to him, DK. I appreciate you vouching for me because there's only two stats, one stat, two stats in the offensive line. Sacks and starts. <laughs> that's the yeah. only thing that matters. There's not a There's not an acronym for – Blew out a huge hole for running back to score easy touchdown inside the red zone. That'd be like an entire alphabet. No doubt about it, man. Uh, but I just thought it was a, a, a significant topic, man, as far as coming off the weekend and um, just see it kind of be all over, you know, the broadcast as far as folks talking about it. I thought it was unique. I didn't think it was overly special. I saw uh, our guy, D. Jacob, say this too. Marshawn said Lynch said he used to drink Hennessy before game. <laughs> That one I might – that's a little iffy to me right there. I don't even know what that is. What is that? I, that is a cognac, a dark liquor. God, I am so it's, not with it. Yeah. I'm like the, the worst nerd yeah, ever. When it, we come back, we're going to have the best segment, the only segment that matters. And that's all of Hey Moan, DK. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Got quite a few members popping in here today. Brand new members. Kane McDaniel comes in as as a new member. Anybody else who wants to do this, I'm going to show you how. And boy, have we made it easier than ever. Yeah, let me do this. Can I do this one this time, mm-hmm. man? Because I ain't even do it right the last time, DK. This is my redemption right you here, You got a little man. football next to your name I, I now. Like you're, a- you're a member of the Ramon Foster Show. I'm in this with y'all, okay? Mm-hmm. And to unlock the remojis or become a member, click dkps.net slash join. You even simplified that, DK. Again, if you're listening on the podcast and you need to type this in your phone, dkps.net slash join. Boom. I like, I like this from Barber. He says, he says, you need to have a wham block category for linemen. It would. You know what? And that's very fascinating. Leave that one up for a second, DK, because yeah, this yeah, is yeah. pretty good, man. Who as tracks far as it? How do... Only the O-line coach, the GM, the offensive coordinator, when it comes down to what type of blocks we have and efficiency. And you know how it goes in general for for Coach Thomas. It's either above the line or below the line, right? But when it comes down to, like, having blocking categories, I used to in high school and in college go and finish a film session. Look at our grade sheet. How many pancakes did I get? How many pancakes did I get? And you know what's so fascinating about that? That becomes one of the biggest things that you're taught as a young guy because I guess it's more of a mindset of like, hey, finish every block, finish every block, dominate every single play because if you're that good, um, more times than not on the lower level, meaning high school, potentially college, you do dominate guys. And the ones that do dominate make it to the next level more often than not, right? But as soon as you get to the NFL, DK, Mm -hmm. listeners, they minimize what a pancake block is. And I think it's just uh, to be realistic with yourself and what you're actually accomplishing. Like, it goes in the NFL, like, did you do your job or not? Did you block your man or not? Not did you dominate your man. Like, and even for the ones that overly dominate their guys, too, in the NFL, we you can name me probably one, 
You can name me more than five road graders in the NFL when it comes down to them run blocking. Road graders. The, the one thing that gets you notoriety in the NFL for offensive linemen is what, DK? If you can think of this one off top, it's giving up zero sacks. I mean, it's the it's the most quantifiable, indisputable sack. It's not one of those where you'd roll your eyes and say the PFF children made it up. It's wild, is it not? Yeah. Like we're, we're in a game to where if you ask most offensive linemen what you want to do, man, I want to block, run, block, and pancake people, right? Mm-hmm. But when you get to the highest level, it doesn't really matter because one, the competition's a whole lot better, and it's so beautiful too seeing the way guys really learn how to finesse block too. Well, I can just I just need to shield you off. You ever seen somebody that's just like, mm-hmm. they're not really moving anybody, mm-hmm. but they just shield you off, and it becomes a – I don't know if we give more recognition to that as far as being more smarter or just the idea that you know you're not going to pancake somebody that's been in the league for oh, over yeah. seven years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, and it, it'll happen. It'll happen. There's no such thing as a stat that won't happen. Yeah. Eventually, it, I think we may yeah. get there. I'm with yeah. you on that one. And I, that's when you start getting to the point where you start taking offensive linemen in your fantasy teams and all kinds See, of other Don't stuff. hype yeah, me up like that, DK. Like that, don't huh? promise me a good time and not deliver me. I started this guy, <laughs> and look at him giving up sacks left and right. At the Get-Go Cafe and Market, quality is at the core of every menu item, Moan. They have three expert chefs. Fine-tune every detail so that every sub, burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they call craveability. Order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. We have some good like football questions uh, in the queue here. Daniel Neal says, and he does it without the emoji. It's more fun with the emoji, Daniel, the big moan. Hey, hey, moan! If the Steelers (laughs) are going to be run first, that should open up some play action. Would you prefer deep shots or shots to the middle of the field provided – uh, we suck in the inside linebackers, meaning the other teams. Yeah, that, I think the NFL is actually getting back to that philosophy. Run mm-hmm. first. I, I do think we're going to see more of a slower offense with some up-tempo. And if you have that type of quarterback to be able to make deep shots or, you know, those crossing paths over the middle, it's very fascinating because I cover a team in Nashville where they have Derrick Henry, and that's what they thrive off of. Try to get him going, and then you kill him with uh, with play action plays. I think we're seeing that about to happen in Pittsburgh. I think we see that in and what New York Giants are trying to do, Jets are trying to do. Like it's resurging itself. But this is the thing about the deep ball too; it needs to be layered. If you if you got the deep ball like option, go for it. But please remember, a lot of those balls are either 50-50 or honestly 30-70 on who comes down with it. Like, you need to have an art. There needs to be cohesion. There needs to be a bunch of practice time on delivering those deep passes because you lose a lot of steam whenever you, you, the quarterback come in and it'll be Ben. I'll give you a scenario with us. It'll be Ben. Hey, fellas, give me a little time and I'm going for it. I'm like, okay, cool. We got you. And what happens in those situations, those are longer blocks. Those are three-second holes sometimes because you got to let the route develop a little bit down the field. And if it's third and five and you can go for the crossing path to continue the uh, the the the, uh, the sticks to move the sticks, but you don't get it, that's deflating, especially when you don't have a team that's capable of going for it on fourth down like that. So I love that idea, but it needs to be layered. Give me a deep ball. Give me a slant across the middle and give me a drag. I got to have those options in that type of situation like that. But that also means it's got to be max protection. And who's your tight end 
or who's your running back? Yeah, yeah. Who's hanging through? in? Yeah. Who's <laughs> hanging in? Yeah. And Tyler. that's the one point in which I think we can be a lot better at, though, DK. I trust Pat. Darnell Washington catching. As much as we love him, right, DK? We got to see what it looks like on the NFL side of it. Najee being out there or either Jalen Warren being out there too. Like what is the outfit of this group of guys that's going to be able to do this type of stuff? Good, good stuff from Tyler Longhurst here who says, Hey, Moan, can you describe the feeling that you had running through yourself in the locker room and the moment you stepped onto the field at AT AT&T Stadium for Super Bowl XLV? Tyler, big. I still see it. I still feel it. I, I still see myself looking across the locker room. And truth be told with you, Tyler, a lot of it was such being a, such a young guy, like I couldn't believe it. Like I knew the mission. I was ready for it and everything, right? But I couldn't believe this was the actual Super Bowl. Like that was the feeling. And running out, it's just like control yourself. Like control yourself because I know game seven, which we just had last night in basketball, is such a big ordeal. But like the Super Bowl is the end show. So being able to contain yourself and realize that you really have a shot at winning it, it is. Uh, it took me about two series, two series, to actually be calm and play the game. I'm way more interested in your reaction the first time you came out of that tunnel and saw that stadium. <laughs> Insane! I couldn't believe the TVs were that big. How about? How about how high the highest seat is? You might as well be in a, in a helicopter. I, I think you look directly at the screen instead of the film. Oh, like, oh, like no, instead yeah, of the film. You're looking down at the, it, at the scoreboard. Yeah, man. It was it's, – um, it's, The place is – it's beyond belief. And the yeah. fact that they didn't even really need to dig down. No. It, is, it just towers goes above up. humanity. Goes up, man. Yeah, and it does. I – um. I, I look at that situation just like it was just so unreal, DK. It really was. Oh, I, I, I hear you. That's good stuff. Uh, let me see if I have this this one that I've been looking for here. This one's good from TJ. He says, feels like most teams are trying to copy the Kansas City offense. Even Baltimore's talking about becoming pass. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a good thing I didn't have, wasn't having any drinking here. A pass-heavy offense. Uh, we zig while they zag. I, I don't know if it's a zigzag thing. I think it's about the personnel at hand. Yeah. And I think it's about an approach that Mike Tomlin has wanted to take for a while. Yeah. And what ended up happening was they needed the running back. Well, they got the running back. Yeah. And then everybody in the organization, okay, starting with Art Rooney, by the way. Yeah. And working your way down said, let's figure this out. Let's do yeah. this. If you can run, and this team went 7-2 and two in the final nine games last right. season by averaging 146.4 yards per game on the ground. Yeah. And, yes, I've got that one committed to memory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, you, if, if you can do that, Moan, that's the foundation, yeah. not the other stuff. The other stuff is what you were saying before. Let's let's show them something different. Yeah, no, no doubt about it, man. Um, that, that to me though is this, as far as Baltimore is concerned, because we got to see them twice. And it's fair to discuss them. Look, like them saying being a pass heavy. Oh, is this one? They got some draftable wide receivers that they went after. Okay, they got Odell. That makes you do a lot too. And then of course, I think it's this, and we kind of see this when you have mobile quarterbacks uh, and they get the bag. They, they want to pass a little bit more to get that notoriety a little bit up, too. Let's not forget this. This is a game that comes down to pride, and I don't even want to say Lamar ego, but this is a, hey, 
at any point in time, DK, how many times have you interviewed somebody that's like, did you believe I do that? Like, that's what Lamar's situation is right now. Like, oh, y'all said I'm just a runner. Watch me freaking throw for, I don't know, what's a high number for him? 3,800 yards or more? 4,500? Like, that's the ultimate dream situation for a quarterback like Lamar Jackson that everybody's scared of on the ground, but you don't know what he's going to do in the air. Of course they're supposed to say that. Plus, they got a new OC also. Be sure to like and to subscribe. That part's easy. You can find that anywhere. Easy. Okay? Yeah. Like the well, like the show that you're, you're you're watching right now. Subscribe to the channel. That way you get notifications and so forth. And then when you're done doing that, mm-hmm. become an actual member of this show. Support the show. DKPS.net slash join. Vegas says, which, uh, who decides which lineman was going to tell the center mm-hmm. they're ready to go? You were that guy while being on a line with two first-rounders and a second-rounder? Yeah, man. Uh, one that comes from the meeting room or who's capable of doing it. Like Again, the same thing we spoke about with Le'Veon. Like, certain stuff affect people different. You know David DeCastro, right, DK? DeCastro, I don't know if could have functioned not doing what he only did. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I think he could have tapped. I know what but you're saying. Yeah. Having the option to tap or not tap, Davis choosing not to. Every Does it have to time. be the left guard? Does it it have doesn't to have to be the left no, guard. No, absolutely so. not. Uh, it's a matter of who's comfortable doing that type of stuff. Me, I was fine with doing it. And plus, what I also figured out, too, is being that I was a taller guard, it actually helped out the right tackles a whole lot more, too. Me standing up and coming down, they knew when I came down, to snap the ball or tap Marquise, it was go time. I still picture you having like back pain over that. Ah, no, I actually people. Loved do you it. know what he's describing right now? He's yeah. describing that thing where he would kind of he'd kind of come up out of the out of the out of the a stance. stance, yeah, and look way back at Ben, like he would twist like a pretzel. Mm-hmm. This is a big <laughs> man, people. Mm-hmm. That's a big pretzel. Yeah, but that's also that also helped me too. Considering I was a bigger guy, like I wasn't gonna be surprised by if you bull rush him. Most more times than not, when you're a guy that um is doing something outside yourself, the first thing D linemen do is bull rush. They knew more times than not, bull rush wasn't gonna work against me because I'll just fight girth with girth. You know what I'm saying, DK? <laughs> girth <laughs> versus girth. Yeah, welcome to my phone booth. Kane McDaniel asks, hey, Moan, how early can we see Broderick Jones make an impact? Fair question. It's a hard question. Uh, it is a hard question. I'll say this. The first two opponents. Oh, man. It's serious. Don't pretend that's not part of it. No. I, I say this when it comes down to this team this year. Uh, I think we need to hear stuff out of him in camp. If we get a good report from him out of camp, I think we're in a real good situation, DK. And that doesn't mean he starts. That just means he's on pace to compete and be ready for games. To say that they would babysit a guy like him to get past those first two trench monsters, I doubt it because if he wins it, Pittsburgh never shies away from giving the guy a job if he wins it, young or old, right? Yeah, it's it's also that, but there's also a weird circumstance in play here. What's because that? let's say that you have, you know, here's Nick Bosa, here's Miles Garrett, and let's say that Dan Moore just annihilates them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you, <laughs> you know, what do you tell Dan in week three? You have a seat? Uh, luxury. Oh, no, you can't. You can't. <laughs> so that's what you I'm can't saying. That's that. a luxury piece. That's you having two cars coach, already, DK. This coach won't do that. No, absolutely not. Because you should have won it in camp. That's like you're going to get your dream car. Like, oh, now you want the Porsche? Like, that's what you have in the garage if you have a situation like that. And honestly, this is what you want as a team, as a fan base, too. 
a situation where everybody's competing and nobody's safe. You know what I'm saying? Like that is a, that is the ultimate competition because that brings the best out of everybody. And that also lets you know where you are specifically, legitimately as a contender or not. Irv Novinger comes in, says, Hey, Moan, I know everybody's happy about losing Devin Bush, but can't we find ourselves in the same situation as Bush with Cole Holcomb? You could. Not to mention Elandon Roberts. Elandon Roberts. I mean, you could. Um, and I think it's a fair question to ask to Irv from the uh, from the uncle's table, man, is we don't know until we know. The middle linebacker position is something we've talked about, DK, right? Numerous times this offseason on what it's going to be. I say this, Cole Holcomb and Landon Roberts, uh, I like that combo. I like the idea that they have experience. I also like the fact that, look, I think it's going to be multiple guys being capable of playing multiple positions this year as far as bringing guys into the box. If you can get a guy like Corey Trice, tuned up and ready to go when it comes down to being an extra threat around the line of scrimmage, not in the box, then you got some. There's been some signings that says this. We're going to compete and we're going to smack folks in the mouth again, and I like that. Jesse McWilliams asks, how do you think the DeAndre Hopkins situation affects the Steelers if he lands in the AFC? Go ahead. I I mean, I loved past tense Hopkins for a long time. It was impossible not to. Best receiver in the league at one point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't look at first of all. You said in the AFC. Okay? Yeah, I don't we, really care about the conference. This is about if he lands in the AFC North. Yeah. Okay. If he yeah. does, you know, OBJ landed in the AFC North. This is very uh, true. The Bengals have guys who landed there a while ago and aren't going anywhere. Those are the ones who concern me the most. Uh, I, I don't. I, the Steelers don't do that. React. Yes. React. Just, please help me out here, Mo. React. The Steelers we, we, just don't do – they don't go, oh, no, DeAndre Hopkins is in the league. It, the only thing they're going to do is, are we facing DeAndre Hopkins this Sunday yeah. or not? Because otherwise we couldn't care less. Yeah, no doubt about it. And it's this right here for me, DK, because we've seen them numerous times. This, if Hopkins comes to the AFC North, we got to get Vinny back for celebrations. Oh, you remember that man. on Christmas Day? Oh, my God. But, but to, to answer that question. Oh, my. How? how? Legendary, wasn't it? How? And Vinny didn't even think about it. He just did it. The best. <laughs> the best. <laughs> but that DK, you, you you set it up for me. We don't react to those types of things, right? Like, and I think we look at the more serious situations too. Like, okay, Cincinnati is the one that everybody got to beat over the head with a club, right? That's where we're at. You would I think, think so, yeah. I think that's, you know, public enemy number one in the North. Somebody adding him, we'll get to that when we get to it. Does it make the AFC North a little bit more sticky? I think so because I think he's a, a really good talent. But we faced them before. Pittsburgh is always, y'all, I'm telling you, this is not even like gaslighting you guys that want to sell wolf tickets. But we always find a way to minimize those type of dudes. Let's be real with ourselves. You swept Baltimore last year, if I'm not, if I'm not correct, right? If I'm not mistaken. You swept them last year. You also split with Cincinnati. Yeah, I think we got them both times, DK. Or did you we? think? Uh, uh, let me check the research department. Those games are always three points apart, and I don't they, remember. They, they are Baltimore. We lost one, one, one. Okay, yeah, lost one, one, okay. one. You split yeah. still in a in a rookie quarterback year. It never bothers us when people come to the north like this. It's no, it's the same mindset, incidentally, that the rest of the north has toward your stars. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you think about what was the John Harbaugh approach to AB and especially to Lev. 
what, his approach to Yeah, he's just not. We're not. We're not letting him beat us. I'll <laughs> put twelve guys in the box. I don't care. I'm not letting. I'm not letting twenty six beat me. I'm going to put every Raven on the roster here. <laughs> okay, they yeah. can flag me for you know for for it, having too many men on the field. I, I don't care. I you don't feel care. me? And and that's simply how it goes. I think it's an you know an eyebrow raiser. Like oh here we go. But it's never a fear type of thing. And he'll be, you know what's so crazy? He won't minimize them. He's going to paint them up so high in that Wednesday meetings. But by the time Friday and Saturday night hit before the games, when we face those type of players, and this is the beauty of this frigging man, Coach Tomlin, he paints them so high on Wednesday. And then he chirps at you on Thursday. By the time Friday, y'all, and Saturday night hits, you're going to hate them so much. And get tired of hearing about them so much that you can't do nothing but just want to shut them down. Like it really hits right here. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I, I look it. at it like bring it, bring it on, DK. Yeah, yeah. Whoever and whatever it is, Joe Arroyo says, "Hey Moan, how do you feel about the signing of Marcus Golden?" Uh, Golden spoke uh, with all the reporters today at uh, after the OTA session here. Said all kinds of good things about the Steelers and Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and also about his role. He understands that the peak part of his career, yeah, yeah, is 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 in the rearview mirror. But he's going to be a three here behind T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith. And as you and I have discussed many times here, yeah, uh, that's an active role, a very active defense, role. Okay, that's not backing up anything. The best thing you love about that is if both uh, Nick Herbick and Marcus Golden are both game day actives. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. That means both of them have grinded and worked and to they, where they, the rotation, rotation, DK. There we go. The rotation. You don't need a drop-off from Alex and TJ to where Marcus and Nick come in and it's not a thing. It's got to be a thing. There needs to be a combo list of best outside rusher tandems in the NFL, and your guys need to be top five. That's what I think about Marcus Golden. If he understands his role, look, bro, you got three ro- three plays at, 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 in, in succession. Like, make this happen for us while we get a breather. And by the time we come back in, Lord, here's here's 90 again. Okay, here's 56 again. It needs to be a headache for all people involved if Marcus Golden accepts that role like that. Oh, yeah. D.B. Cooper says, hey, Moan, when I see quarterback rankings, I see Lamar Jackson typically around number five. Seems highly overrated. What say you? Overrated to y'all. <laughs> Overrated to Steeler Nation. One, because there is an underlying hate, okay? But the other portion is your team does well against them. That's why he's underrated. That's that's why he's overrated to you. He's overrated to Steeler Nation. Go why ahead, DK. Same reaction for Miles Garrett. Yeah. Oh, Miles Garrett, he's the greatest number one BFF. That I've ever, and you see him against the Steelers, and you don't see him. <laughs> You, you don't, don't even know that he played. He's he inactive. Where's my inactive list? To y'all. To y'all. Because Pittsburgh, to your point about, about DeAndre Hopkins, you always find a way to minimize the star. That's why. And that's what that's why Lamar is top tier. He is. I don't know if he's uh top three, top five, or top ten, but I think I put, I'm putting him in tier one because he does terrorize folks on uh on Sundays and throughout the week as they try to commit a game plan for him. Rated R Kang says, Hey Moan, which team do you think will give the Steelers the most trouble in 2023? It's gotta be in the division, right? Uh I'm gonna just say a stock answer real quick while I pull up the list, all of them, because we gotta figure out what we are first and foremost. 
Uh, but I'll say this, the 49ers game is going to be inter- interesting. Uh, Bengals for sure. And um, I'll, I'll do one more out of conference. Oh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville's a big test. A huge test, DK, because you got young on young. You got budding on budding. Like you got Coach well, Peterson. And they're a step ahead. Yeah, they're a step ahead. They're the quarterback's but, certainly a step ahead. Yeah. But this is where I'm, this is why I say that team, though, is because if you can eclipse them, DK, that gives you another notch in the AFC. Like that Jacksonville game to me is, is kind of – it ain't crucial, but it's significant. We're going to take a couple more today. Um, looking at Matt Kristoff here says, Hey, Moan, does Lamar actually have the QB mechanics to be an effective pocket passer? Uh, this is the thing about that question, though, too. Do I think he got it? Yeah. If it breaks down for him, he's got the turbo booster in his legs. It's got – the only thing I can think of is, man, you want to talk about shock and awe? Yeah. If he were to actually show up passing, oh I mean, nobody would be ready for it. Nobody would believe it. Oh, my. Even after it's on film, nobody would believe it. I, oh, my. This is another one in that uh, Jacksonville matchup, Najee and ETN. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of parallels in that one, man. But can Lamar do it? You always revert back to what you're good at if it's not working. And that's where it becomes sticky for Lamar. Uh, Pittsburgh fan 412, Matt Canada will give us the most problems. Just have to put one of those up every show. I, I love it. You pin homage to it, DK. <laughs> you know, that's just pretty much how it goes here. It is, man. Uh, Fat Cat says, hey, Moan, with all the new faces, how long will it take for them to all gel on defense? And by the way, if you haven't done the count yeah. on this, it's pretty much half the defense, depending yeah. on how things pan out in Latrobe. And half. I, I know. I think that's a good thing, uh, half of it specifically, because that way one half can drag the other side along. There's a lot of pressure walking them to that side of the ball. Like the offense has his identity, but historically the defense is the go-to in Pittsburgh, right? So I think guys like like Marcus Golden understand what it takes to play there, right? Elandon Roberts, like he played for Super Bowl teams in, in New England, but everybody always side-eyes the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. I don't think it's going to be hard. Like, getting the correct calls and being on the same page with stuff, um, I think that's one thing. But I also look at this and say, how long will it take this team to jail? Camp. Because why? Camp is hard in Pittsburgh. Guys get in each other's face. Guys make it a point to understand, look, we got a pride in how we're doing this. And the other portion of this, specifically this year for me, uh, I'd I'd approach it this way if I'm that defense. Look, y'all, they're trying to give all the praise and all the love the offensive side of the ball they got this player they signed a new offensive lineman hell the first round pick went to the o-line we usually get an outside linebacker like i'd come together and say i'm going we're going to encamp for the first three weeks make it a point to try to smash our offense and they may sound gritty dk but how how nasty is that o versus d in camp uh it it gets pretty rough it gets rough so i don't worry about them gelling uh i just worry about um just one or two missed calls here. Then hopefully it's not detrimental to yeah, us. Yeah, I, I think more than anything, you're going to see an emphasis when it comes to gelling here. To you know, to add my own little two cents here into into this equation, it's going to be about the inside linebackers. You're going to see, is. and this is what you just. I think this is what you just referenced when you said the calls. Uh, someone's got to make those calls. Yep. Someone's got to be comfortable in that role. Someone's got to be all about the green dot someone's got to be accountable for uh in the back i know that's yeah. that's minka and everything but you also kind of have you might have children at the corners yeah okay yeah 
Um, how does Patrick Peterson assimilate? It, there's there's a lot of it, and it's here's the thing, there are no exceptions to it on defense. Every single position or role has some new element to it, even now with the OLBs. Yes. Okay. Yes. DK. Now that might be the least of them. Yeah. But who are you going to have up there mm-hmm. with Cam and Larry Ogunjobi? Who are you going to have? Is it Keanu but, Benton? And that's that's the question somebody just asked Tomorrow right here, DK. Leon. Yep. What are your your one expectations for Keanu Ben? No idea. That, that's the question. Like same as Demarvin Leal. Yep. We'll no see idea. when he show us, and if he show us a little bit more, it's exactly boom. the answer Tomlin gave me a couple weeks ago when I asked about Leal. <laughs> exactly. He just said, I, I don't know. This is and this is the thing too. Like they're shining new guys. That's basically why why you're excited about them. Like don't give a pass because hey, all oh, this draft expert said they're good. No, make them show and prove it to you while they're out yeah. there on the field. What if Mark Robinson rises up? <laughs> Come We're on. having a totally we different discussion. We hadn't even talked about him a whole uh, lot this offseason. Because totally why? Totally Show us in year two. Let's see it. Yep. Let's see it. Anyway, guys, let's see you again uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Same yeah. time, same uh, all that other stuff. Jeez, DK, we could have kept going. This is light work right here, man. <laughs> like, you got me going today. I was ready for you guys, man. Y'all got me going. <laughs> That's what happens when it gets a little bit pent up. There's a little bit too much stuff. We had a lot of good football questions. We did. Right? I got one from my guy Jax Flat because I got a feeling he's in Jacksonville too. Okay. Uh, who's your kryptonite when it came to trying to block them? Moan face, red droopy eyes is what he put on there. I think it was it was one guy in particular, and then uh, two. I give it two, and they're the same person: uh, Calais and Malik Jackson. Six five to six seven dudes with long arms that can move side to side. Well, I've given this answer before, but I always try to pay homage to the guys I respected in the game so much. Uh, they were shifty, uh, narrow, narrow hip type of dudes that can get around the corner pretty. Yeah, but they got long friggin' arms like mine. They're tall just like me, and they can bull rush you. Or I took pride in guys not going over my head because I was so tall. They were tall enough to be able to do those things. So I had to really – it was one of those where <laughs> the pitcher got a 100-miles-per-hour fastball, and then his breaking ball is 89, and he looked the same <laughs> leaving his arm. Like, that's what it looked like for my baseball people out there. Just like, what is this guy freaking throwing today? Like, that's the way it was for Calais and Malik Jackson. Wow. Yeah. I, you mentioned Calais a lot. You don't mention Malik as often. Well, that's why. Yeah. That's why I made the face that I did. Yeah, Malik is in that conversation. Not as always. Y'all know the usual suspects, but like uh, off the beaten path, dudes, them two fellas, loads of respect for me. Good stuff. All right, guys, let's do it again tomorrow. Yeah. All right? Be good. We got about 23 hours. Y'all be all right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, so, yeah. Bye. Did you really? Well, it's appropriate because <laughs> Father Day's month is coming up soon, okay? Like, get you one of these, fellas. Like, ladies, are y'all in here? Get, get them one of those, okay? That's all we're asking. It's just June. Not the stock tie, okay? Not the old thermos cup, okay, that's not well insulated. Get them one of these, man. Somewhere so where know. it can be displayed. Yeah. When you yeah. walk in the room, who? Who's the best dad in the world? Oh, it's in oh. your office. It's you have you. a handy reference point right there. <laughs> Mugs are also compatible for this sort of thing, as you can hold they up. Are. Hey, guys, how are you? Oh, yeah, it's just me, best dad ever. 
See what I'm saying? <laughs> Love it, DK. Y'all be good, man. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. See you. Uh